Hello, 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 guys! Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia coming to you after uh, I think a nine, ten day break. So, uh, uh, pardon me on my uh, sort of lax attitude. Blame it on the uh, blame it on the Memorial Day weekend on this side of the uh, if on this side of the Atlantic and uh, and a little bit of um, sort of you know uh, uh, disconnect with the news that week. Uh, although we are not completely disconnected with the news and what a newsy week this has been so to help me um, declutter the news to help me you know uh, uh, go into details of them is um, uh, mind mind podcast uh, returning champion i told mohan last week i'm going to call you guys as returning <laughs> champions now uh, columnist and the host of india rising podcast uh, co-host of india rising podcast kishore narayan hey kishore how are you i'm good adit how are you fantastic um what a week so it's 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 funny we did one podcast with mohal on israel palestine and i didn't know we would be doing the second podcast um you know uh, both of us would be doing it on israel because they've had a leadership change uh, bb of benjamin netanyahu is no longer the prime minister of israel is uh, uh, uh after 12 years i think um, mm-hmm. in in power and i mean i don't even know they had what four elections in the last four years uh last two years last two years i'm sorry yeah i mean yeah, back to back yeah back to back and this is during covid and everything and you know going on so it was completely crazy in between they had a whole um, you know uh, thing going on i mean technically okay i have to put in a caveat netanyahu is still the prime minister of israel yeah, still the, yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean but um, the soon to be prime minister is yair lapen and uh, uh, naftali bennett I'm sorry, Naftali Bennett. Oh my goodness, what am I doing, Naftali Bennett? And uh, um, I mean, you were right. You were right. Uh, yeah. Yad Lapid will be soon to be prime minister a little <laughs> later. But for now, it's Naftali Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So um, uh, you know, that's that's what uh, that's what the situation is in Israel right now. It's it's a it's a it's a fascinating uh, sort of thing. Very tumultuous last few years with you know the war happening, warlike situation in Palestine happening in the last few months. Uh, the mm-hmm. political instability. Netanyahu, obviously, a very strong leader. very popular still on an individual basis amongst the israeli population uh, clearly he was he kept getting elected with at least 30% or more of the vote so a very significant part of israel and his coalition got i think around 40% mm. maybe even more than that of the votes so clearly a significant part of israel like he had very strong relations with world leaders throughout you know and um, uh, interestingly since 2009 he shared both a very interesting uh, relationship with uh, america even post trump with biden i don't think there was any issues per se with them and um, you know with um, with india as well and other countries so um, sort of a change in guard in israel uh, 12 years is a long time in global politics a lot has happened since uh, governments have swung from left to right to center to left to right um, what do you make of this uh, kishor uh, uh, what what will what will this how will this shape world politics and how will this shape the israel palestine debate okay uh, a quick summary uh, benjamin netanyahu has been the prime minister unchanged for 12 years now mm-hmm. and prior to that he was prime minister for one extra term uh, before that yeah. so 12 years again a long long time uh, right wing prime minister the most popular leader in israel even today uh, so yeah uh, quite a watershed moment uh, so to speak but then uh, bibi as everybody wants to call him uh, was very very focused on national security making sure that he manages the palestine issue and not uh, go over uh, overboard trying to find a solution he just wanted to uh, manage it stage manage it ensure that there is no major major trouble so that way i think uh, he kept playing uh, uh, all his cards to his strength now uh, again in 12 years lot of things change uh, there was this uh, bds moment where globally there was some kind of a uh, apartheid uh, uh, sticker being put, put on israel by the global leftist uh, organizations all moments so i think that way uh, bb kept uh, defending israel in all global fora in international summits wherever he went he kept making new friends uh, modi again is one popular example uh, he also ensured that 
he uh, uh, establishes proper diplomatic uh, full-fledged relations with China. So I think that way he was a leader par excellence for uh, Israel. But then uh, not everything is about national security. Israel has been struggling with unemployment, inflation, uh, so on and so forth. So I think that way people were kind of getting uh, fed up with the monotony. And of course, along with that, there was this uh, uh, corruption charges that were filed against him of, uh, I mean, two or three separate charges. One was uh, his wife uh, taking up uh, or, or rather having lavish uh, spending, uh, trying to bring in a five-star uh, chef to cook for her things like that. Again, uh, all these things don't go very well when you are uh, when you are in a public position. So mm -hmm. I think that way, uh, all these things slowly kept adding one on top of the other. Eventually, in the past four elections, back-to-back -back elections, uh, Bibi kept uh, uh, retaining his uh, vote percentage, not a, not a, not a major downslide, maybe mm. around one or two percent here and there, but mm. in a, in a kind of a single constituency uh, parliamentary system that uh, Israel has, mm. where everybody fights for the same uh, uh, mm. constituency. So that way, I think uh, uh, eventually it was bound to happen that uh, the combination of forces uh, or the people who are against uh, him, both outside the party and inside, would eventually gang up against him and try to overthrow him. So I think that was bound to happen. And that's what we are seeing right the, the, now. The, the reason I'm pausing you right here is it's very interesting of what ended up overthrowing him, right? It's a coalition of eight parties. One from the left, one from the right. Uh, so uh, Naftali Bennett, of course, belongs to the right side of the political spectrum. Um, Business Insider has a very interesting profile in um, okay. on Naftali Bennett. The title of which I'm going to tell you is uh, Naftali Bennett, the 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 tech millionaire son of Berkeley left wingers, is poised to take over from <laughs> Benjamin Netanyahu. Right, <laughs> actually. This yeah, actually, actually, left wingers. Sorry, go on, Kishore. Yes. Yeah, he actually sold uh, his uh, well-to-do company, uh, huh. tech uh, company, and he uh, entered politics. And when he entered politics, I think it was in 2012 or 13, if I'm not wrong, he actually had some kind of a brother's pact with uh, uh, Yair Lapid, the same person with whom he's tying up right now. I mean, eventually, they kind of drifted apart. Uh, Yad Lapid was more a centrist slash leftist kind of a person. Uh, Bennett was more an ultra, ultra right winger. So I think they drifted apart, but somehow now uh, getting rid of BB was a common cause for them to come back. So the brothers are back. Absolutely. Also, I think um, BB, he was BB's chief of staff, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, is. And his parents actually were, you know, uh, were uh, are American, but they do live in Haifa. And okay. uh, the, 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 I'm again quoting from the same business insider uh, profile where his mother told Hartz, Hartz that uh, they were left wingers from Berkeley, you know, until they settled in Israel and embraced nationalism. So it's a very fascinating, uh, I think they wrote, said this in 2013 or something like that. And mm -hmm. it's a very, very, very interesting sort of uh, um, uh, uh, perspective here with uh, 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 with you know with there is uh, with what is going on now uh, interestingly while we are recording the podcast uh, um, Kishore's Kishore's colleague on India Rising uh, uh, Mohal Joshi has decided to finally uh, honor us with his appearance Mohal was supposed to come into the podcast but we were not sure if he was going to make it or not uh, earlier but now he can make it so uh, joining us is Mohal Joshi hi Mohal welcome hi, nice. Ha, this this must be the first time ever. I think we are having you on two podcasts in a row. So, uh, yeah. but technically, yeah. we are talking about Israel two weeks in a row also. So, yeah. um, uh, I have justified. Oh, I didn't miss a lot of the action up till until so far. <laughs> no, I mean, well, so before we before I come to you, uh, Mohan Kishore was trying to make in a point. So let me go to Kishore first, and then mm -hmm. I'll come to you, Mohan Kishore. Go for it. Yeah, uh, quick point I was trying to make was that if you look at uh, the Israeli map, I mean almost everybody would have looked at an Israeli map, hmm. but all the coastal towns vote far more centrist or leftist. Hmm. So Haifa, Tel Aviv, uh, Jaffa, all these cities, they vote uh, leftist. And uh, Jerusalem is primarily voting for uh, uh, the right-wing parties simply because of the uh, 
demographic composition. So that way, uh, parents from Haifa for Naftali Bennett and they being extremely uh, left-wing does not uh, surprise me at all. Just that uh, Naftali Bennett uh, chose to uh, have uh, an, an extremely rightist uh, kind of a path, political mm. path for himself. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Uh, so let me go to Mohal. Mohal, uh, what is your perspective? We were essentially just telling everyone, you know, what is going on and everything. And with I was telling about this business insider prof pro profile that I read about Naftali Bennett, where mm -hmm. essentially, you know, his parents were being described and how he came to go from a very um, sort of a, a, a left-wing Berkeley household where his parents were, and they became sort of on the right in as when they moved to Israel. And um, I mean, obviously, he served as soldier and everything. And there's, you know, a whole, uh, a lot of controversial things as well, a lot of interesting things that are being said. So, I, I mean, I leave people to judge uh, on that and, you know, read about him and form your opinions. We are just here to analyze what this means politically for Israel. Um, what is your take on this, Mohal? And also, before I uh, let you come in, there is another thing. Uh, Naftali Bennett will be under this thing. Naftali Bennett will be the prime minister for two years. And then Yair Lapid will be for another two years. So... This is not some five-year stability also we're talking about. This is that uh, uh, Kishore is familiar with this. Uh, Kumaraswamy Yedi Yurappa deal that <laughs> happened in 2007 in Karnataka, which Kumaraswamy forgot in one and a half year. And then Yedi Yurappa got a much longer term. And now Kumaraswamy is nowhere. I mean, everybody forgets conveniently the half term. I think even didn't... Uh, uh... BSP and SP had a similar arrangement in Uttar Pradesh. I mean, it's nothing new no, to Indian politics. BSP, even BJP and BSP. Yeah, BJP and BSP. Yeah, that's one thing. Like, no one has ever done it successfully. Yeah, I mean, very rarely in even in Indian political history has this worked out well. I mean, the guy who gets the first and usually refuses to vacate the seat. So, I mean, this might be new to Israel. I, I'm not sure. Like Kishore might know. Like, if there are any other such instances, I'm pretty sure not. But uh, yeah, I mean, let's see how this political experiment will work. The one big factor is that uh, Bibi is no longer in power. Like, I think he was the longest serving Israeli prime minister. Mm. It'll be interesting to see how this works. I mean, as you, uh, everybody knows that the coalition is a hodgepodge of like everybody on the left, the right and the middle. I mean, I was just joking to somebody that this government exists. Imagine if you had like BJP, CPIM and uh, AIM, AIM. I am like together in India, like that's such a hodgepodge. I don't know how this coalition lasts four years, you know. No, actually, uh, actually, I beg to differ here. It's not a BJP uh, CPM uh, unity government. It's more a Shiva Sena, uh, NCP, Congress, CPM government just to keep the BJP out. I think that would be a perfect summary. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's true. That's but but, but here is the thing. No, here is the thing. Even that that government or part of it works is because there is one person who is really and not NCP chief minister. Although Ajit Pawar may not like working with Uddhav Thakre, right? It's a, ultimately this is never work. I mean, I have never seen it working where Koi prime mm -hmm. minister I think Shekhar Gupta had a, a very yeah. funny term to say prime minister on daily wages or something when they talk. You talked about Devagoda and uh, I K Gujral. Or, or yeah. Chandan Mitra used to say that if I.K. Gujral with nobody but himself in his party <laughs> could become the prime minister, <laughs> then anyone can become the prime minister. But yeah, I mean, it's like interesting. We'll see how this works. I mean, the other angle is that with the increase of Israeli and uh, Iranian tensions are not going to go away. So how Naftali Bennett tries to work out with Joe Biden is also going to be an interesting geopolitical play. Because I know the, the far left in US, they want them to moderate on Israel. But I don't think Biden is just pursuing his centrist policy. So BB, I mean, he had pretty good clout in Washington, D.C. And he knew how to work the Capitol Hill mm -hmm. on a variety of issues. Mm -hmm. So now the challenge will be that can he, can the new prime minister, I mean, whether it's like Blapid at the back or uh, uh, Naftali in the front, uh, can they work DC in the same way to make sure that US doesn't drift away to more centrist policies? So that will be the interesting part, especially as there has been a less uh, antagonistic view of Iran in the new administration versus the previous one. So it will be like a lot of uh, fascinating interplays in the... Yeah, also, I think that is going to be interesting. So Obama had advisors like Ben Rhodes and everything whose positions on Israel, Iran you know, are well known. 
Biden may have such advisors or something, but whether Biden listens to them the same way Obama did or not, I'm not so sure. No, I mean, so uh, on like, I think even on the previous uh, Mindmakers podcast and even on our latest India Rising podcast with Kishore, I did mention that interestingly, Biden, I mean, a lot of people had feared that it would be a, we would go back to the days of uh, Obama administration, but it's been an interesting mix of keeping some Trump policies while also pursuing certain uh, Obama policies. So he's like charting his own course right in the middle. Like it's neither Trump uh, like hard policy nor Obama type soft policy. So it will be also very interestingly. What is happening is the Democrats are not happy because a lot of centrist Democrats or sort of right leaning Democrats are not going there today. This morning, uh, that guy, the Democratic senator from West Virginia refused to uh, back the voting and and, end the filibuster thing. So there was a Twitter trend saying he is a Republican or something like that. The (laughs) fact is a Democrat can actually West Virginia is a state that I think Trump carried by 39 points or something like yeah yeah this dude still managed to win a seat on a democratic ticket in west virginia so if the democrats actually run a primary primary this guy and make sure that if he is not elected i can guarantee you the republicans are going to keep the seat eternally and the democrats are not going to have a chance i mean speaking of like joe manchin on the west virginia senator i think these are all uh, establishment democrats the moment he refuses i mean doesn't run in the future is going to be a Republican seat for a well in time. I think there's also the John Tester from Montana guy. So mm. these are like legacy re- Democrats. They get votes because of their uh, image over the years. The moment any other Democrat beat runs, uh, he's toast in West Virginia. So, I mean, he's trying to keep this centrist position. Mm. I mean, just like uh, Susan Collins from Maine or Lisa Murkowski from uh, Alaska, they try to keep that centrist position because that's how their constituencies, right? I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. For the first time in a long, long time, they have a president who actually agrees with them, because Joe Biden is reasonably centrist in his positions over the years. Yeah, yeah. Now he's surrounded by a bunch of lefties and stuff who, but but they are actually more angrier at Joe Biden than probably the right would be, because. I mean- that is bound to happen. I mean, because they don't get their agenda. But Biden also, if you see like a lot of the stuff, like if you like see stimulus or a uh, lot of the agenda, like he's scaling back. He said, okay, I'll negotiate a little bit with Republicans because they are wafer thin majorities. And with the midterms, they could lose it in the house also. Right. So mm-hmm. they have, I mean, Biden has to pursue a centrist policy. Anyways, his nature or of his policies, if you see during the campaign also was more centrist than let's say a Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I always joke that the uh, um, America's best governance is done by a central slash conser- centrist slash conservative person from the California or the Northeast or a Democrat from the Southern. It's when it's when the conservative Southerner and a very liberal <laughs> Northeast or a, a California one comes. That's when the shit hits the fan. I mean, <laughs> see, like with the politics polarization, I mean, you pretty much locked in like you have 40, 40 percent vote going mm-hmm. each way, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, let's say even like 45-ish, I mean, the, the, that last 5% is where the challenge remains. And that's where I think Hillary, Trump, Biden, they were all fighting for that last 5% chunk of the vote because mm-hmm. that decides the elections. I mean, uh, I, I think I can pretty much say like 85 to 90% of the vote is pretty much locked in at this point. Yeah. We won't see you know, This is the sad part about be, us all being uh, uh, political uh, animals, so to speak. <laughs> that we all we all went on a tangent on American politics. So let's get back to Israel. Yeah. It's simpler than Indian politics, right? Oh God. I mean, is no Israel is not simpler than Indian politics. No, no, no. I meant like US politics is simpler than Indian politics. So uh-huh. Kishore must be saying, like, you know, they but ki baat kir rahe log. Huh. Absolutely. No, especially because Kishore comes from the Republic of Karnataka, where the politics has a has a whole new thing on its own, where you have where where MLAs, MLAs are bigger than the parties themselves, right? Oh yeah, for 20, I know in 2018 they interviewed one guy and he said, like, oh, I was with this party, and then a few days later when they caught a hold of him, I forget his name, Kishore might know. Like he said, Oh no, 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 I never said I was gonna vote for them. It was like during after the 2018 election, like it was like this. In four days, he said, oh, I have no, I, I never said I'm going to vote for that party, you know, or that coalition, you know, so. Oh, there are a bunch of emanations like that, not just yeah, exactly. one. 
sadly us from our republic of gujarat uh, the mlas are quite boring compared to the karnataka mlas that <laughs> but who knows you know we, we are going Wait. to do an election year next year but back yeah. to back to israel uh, kishore um, what do you think so this is we've talked about a very global perspective right israeli politics is notoriously insane for people who don't know what is going on because there the parties get seats based on the percentage of votes and then you can Correct. add your votes and get a higher percentage of seats right list right list yeah yes and along with that uh, yeah along with that uh, what happened this time was one or two challengers uh, to uh, bb from within the uh, liquid party actually came out they formed their own parties Gideon yeah. Sar was one of uh, them who actually bagged uh, uh, six seats in uh, the Knesset. Uh, he called his party New Hope. So all of them are now ganging up against uh, Bibi, and mm. uh, they are uh, trying to do this uh, experiment of uh, unity government. Mm. So again, uh, uh, Labour is back. Meret, uh, which is also a left-wing party, they are back uh, in power. Uh, Labour was out of power for a long, long time. So I think that way it is. some kind of a, a welcome change for them hmm. but uh, now with naftali benet uh, having to dance to the tunes of uh, labor merit hmm. uh, uh, then even uh, uh, the and uh, the arab parties and uh, one uh, primarily uh, arab party called uh, ram i think uh, it will be very very difficult for naftali benet to even run the show forget about Uh, yeah. bringing in any policy changes when it comes to economy so, so i think that that is one major issue but then the other point hmm. is again when it comes to national security hmm. national security again uh, even yesterday uh, bb uh, came up with a statement telling it will be very difficult for uh, benet to uh, go ahead and put forth the uh, israeli cause in any hmm. international fora and uh, while i was joining this uh, uh, call here hmm. i saw that uh, um BB was actually acting like Trump, like a sore loser, uh, almost telling that uh, this is a fraud, electoral uh, government, and electoral fraud that is being uh, done on the entire Israeli people. So I think uh, it's kind of becoming too much even for BB right now. He yeah. tried uh, a last-minute uh, uh, gasp wherein he said, "Okay, let me vacate the leadership of Likud if people like Gideon Sar can actually come back and we can form a primarily right-wing government." so again bb will continue to pull down this government even after it has uh, taken uh, oath yeah. i think that, and uh, another thing that israel is actually famous for and we don't talk about it much is actually poaching of these members of uh, knesset that happens very regularly and uh, people from one party are actually poached by the other and that is how uh, uh, in infamously and notoriously governments have brought down so, so they I don't have anti defection laws they don't have they don't have so that way i think uh, we even if uh, naftali benet and yair uh, uh, lapid are, are uh, successful in uh, forming a government by themselves i don't think they'll uh, they'll be uh, looking uh, straight ahead they'll always be looking at the rearview mirror trying to make sure that bb uh, is not behind them fascinating fascinating i mean this is this is iram gairam taken to a global level <laughs> but you know? sure like so they they have this proportional system so is there a threshold like you know many countries they have a certain threshold that if you 3. don't 2. get certain 5. amount of 3.25 yeah so if you get more than 3.25 less than 3.25 you don't get assigned seats you're not you yeah you don't you don't qualify to come in now 3.25 was for this election it changes mm. every election mm. okay oh, now it changes every election simply because of the changing demographics and so on so forth but for this time it was 3.25 and uh, yeah if you are less than that you don't come in now the point is every party should have given out a complete list of 120 potential members mm -hmm. if you've been all 120 now yeah. uh, and in that uh, order if you are uh, eligible to win 36 the top 30 will become the members of the knesset that's how they're not in india it would be all the top 
leaders uh, sons and daughters and wives <laughs> This is this is actually a weird amalgamation of India's Rajya Sabha elections and Lok Sabha. Where in Rajya Sabha, if you don't get the numbers, your second option gets to you know <laughs> get elected. It's weird. So, but anyways, you know, Israel's. I mean, uh, we all uh, hope for the best of Israel. I I think uh, Israel is a force that like a country that must be you know supported and strengthened, and it has great relations with India and US. So I just hope that this. period of instability goes away and they find a leader who whoever they elect as a leader because ultimately it's still a democracy and yep. uh, 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 democracies what was that famous churchillian quote i, I i'm aghast at quoting winston churchill that democracy is the the worst form of government apart from the others or something rest of else yeah uh, something similar yeah I, i'll pull up the quote and tell but yeah i mean i i always uh, i'm scared of quoting churchill given his terrible record democracy is the worst form um, uh, of of government except for everything else <laughs> and, and then then he had another one something uh democ- the best argument against democracy is a full 5 minute conversation with the average voter <laughs> so he is um, winston churchill's record is very questionable but his quotes not so much so except for when he talked about india that racist fellow said a lot of lot of nonsense um and, and look it up if you don't believe me uh, about what he had to say about the bengal famine and everything bengal but, famine yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, moving on from Israel, if you guys have any last words to add, Mohan and Kishore, before we move on to the second and last part, which is India, Indian politics, and where we are all have itching to go. <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, uh, we will continue to hear about Israel uh, even yeah. after the government is formed, uh-huh. and BB will continue to be in the uh, to be hogging the headlines simply because. he has a trial running and there are about yeah, yeah. 3 300 witnesses to be examined so i think that way uh, we will continue to hear about as, uh, israel as, as, and as that bollywood quote goes picture abhi baki hai mere dost <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah and and uh, when you are talking about bb you should never you should never rule him out never that man out. that man has more lives than a cat yeah yeah i mean i was about to say he's a person with 12 lives or something Uh, surely, but, surely, yeah. Uh, Mohan, uh, what do you make before we move to India? Yeah, I mean, uh, as I said before, I think it will be interesting to see how the geopolitical dynamics, especially with the Iranians, is going to play out. I mean, yeah. BB was there for a very long time, and also we had the Trump administration for the last four years, uh, BB for twelve years. So, with new governments in both in uh, Israel and in uh, USA, it will be interesting to see how. all these tensions play out especially when uh, the the some of the some in the Biden administration want a softer line towards Iran so how how much leverage does Iran uh, Israel have to let's say covertly attack Iran and uh, how does it escalate or who are the mediators uh, mm-hmm. that will be interesting to see in days to come absolutely fascinating oh, fascinating by the, uh, by so, the way we actually have uh, yeah by the way we actually have presidential elections coming up in Iran and we had a tv debate yesterday just for the yes. record so i did yeah. i i, I uh, who knows i did not know that and or i haven't followed that yet so let's see what happens uh, in iran uh, because especially with the whole hacking situation and allegations counter allegations this is going to be very 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 interesting uh moving to india and the, this is going to be a short 10 15 minute discussion on you know the current situation in india the covid situation obviously is improving um reasonably well uh, i mean i say that as a perspective from the very bad situation we had uh, three four weeks ago the vaccinated people in pure lump sum numbers i think uh, is higher than the number of vaccinated people in america percentage wise of course we have a long way to go so the hope is that they continue vaccinating at higher speeds and you know the covaxin and covishield and other vaccination trials for kids also resume so you know who knows we might have some good news soon on that but now i think we are back to political uh, things over there arvind kejriwal is doing his thing uddhav thakre is doing his thing Mamata Banerjee can't make up her mind whether she has a bureaucrat or an advisor or something because that whole chief secretary fiasco is playing out. So, are we to say that now, once the COVID we are past the COVID situation, we are again in full time political uh, politicking mode, guys? 
Whoever I think so. First. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I th yeah, I think so. Simply because uh, uh, everybody is preparing for uh, UP, uh, yeah. the big elephant. I think hardly 10, 11 months left. Uh, uh, we had a perfect situation for the opposition when both uh, uh, Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath and the Deputy Chief Minister yeah. Keshav Prasad Morya were, uh, I think, hospitalized because yeah. of COVID when yeah. both of them were uh, tested positive. Yeah. And at that, that was the exact moment when UP fell off the uh, cliff in terms yeah. of the COVID numbers and the total situation went from uh, back to worse. to be uh, getting back, getting it back. Yes. So now was uh, Yogi went on a Yogi ji went on a complete uh, tour of the state. I think he will get 27, 28 districts on the trot, not right. going back to Lucknow. So I think that is the kind of uh, bounce back effect that we are uh, seeing in uh, UP. Everybody understands how big uh, this is going to be for every party. So I think uh, there were talk of uh, uh, not the uh, leadership change in uh, UP, but uh, more of a cabinet reshuffle for the last 10, 11 months. But we don't know whether it will happen, but at least uh, there are some rumors going on. Mm. But uh, uh, again, uh, uh, Mayavati is busy disqualifying some of her MLAs. She had around 18, 19 to begin with. Yeah. She has already disqualified around 11, maybe. She oh. hardly has some 7, 8, maybe plus or minus 1, 2 yeah. uh, left in her party now. Mm. So I think that way everybody is trying to be very, very picky and uh, so ironically, that when you said the UP was the elephant in the room, the the party, the heart party of the elephant, BSP, which has been <laughs> as a symbol, is missing in action. It's like Mayavati's. I mean, I was, uh, I I've been saying it for a while, and I think even Shekhar Gupta did a whole uh, show on her. Right, right. The, how the Dalit politics is shifting, and again, I have a few disagreements with Shekhar here and there, but, but the thrust of it is Dalit politics is almost becoming more and more radicalized and. What Mayavati was 25 years ago, this Chandrasekhar fellow or others might be there. And Dalit politics also in India, I don't think is now national Dalit politics. I think it is. It, we are at a point where it will it will take sub-regional identity of its own, where um, Dalit politics in Andhra Pradesh or Dalit politics in Karnataka or in Gujarat might take a whole different role, you know, than uh, uh, than than one in UP. Also, I think they have, they might be thinking Mayavati probably is too soft uh, with mm -hmm. the current government. Could be because of the cases or who knows what might be the reason. But um, and and maybe they have uh, maybe this is something that the government did not expect. Also, that the Mayavati's uh, sort of hold to weaken so because once her hold on Jatavs weakens, which is almost fifteen percent or in her case twenty twenty five percent of her vote, that is it. She's done. I mean, yes. that is like BJP losing, you know, 15% of their core vote uh, across India. That's, it's, it's, it's bad. So what do you make of this, Mohan? Do you think this is the last election for Mayavati to prove a point? And if she cannot get more than 20 seats, she's finished? I mean, you never say never in Indian politics. But yeah, I mean, that, I mean, staying, she's been out of power, what now? 2002, nine years. She was seven, right? When she lost power. No, no, 12. Seven is when she won. 2012 is when Akhiresh came back. Yeah. So, I mean, let's say if she doesn't win next year, then, yeah, I mean, she's staring at 15 years irrelevance. I think 15 is like probably that, I mean, more than 10 is obviously in the wilderness. Political wilderness is way too much. I mean, there have always been complaints even after the last election that she's kind of a bit aloof and uh, she doesn't connect with the ground workers and uh, she doesn't go out and meet like you know like what uh kishore just alluded to like uh like uh yogi like he went to all the districts and stuff i mean many of even men many political leaders are out of power they do visit the leaders just to boost the morale on the ground and stuff i mean which i mean you can't say of like maybe like rahul gandhi today but like many other like even like like indira gandhi when she was out of power in the late 70s she did did tour india and just try to boost the moral of the party. I mean, she. so this is something that Mayavadi is not doing. And I think slowly the non-Jatav uh, uh, vote, the non-Jatav SCST uh, vote has uh, drifted to the BJP. So, uh, I mean, it's a problem that unless she aligns with some party, I mean, uh, I mean, maybe she could have tried to align with uh, uh, Congress last time around. But I mean, I don't think that would have made a dent. But at least 
would have given her a larger base to work with because by herself she has no technical base right left i mean also no there is another thing so when you talk about being 15 years out of power uddhav thakre is a classic example where shivsena was out of power for 15 years from 1999 to 2014 and then they went into a coalition with bjp and then obviously now with in mv uddhav is in power for last 3 years almost 2 and a half years but the difference is they were always in power in bmc and bmc is probably if not as probably uh, half as powerful as the chief minister of maharashtra if you control the bmc second even though uddhav and shivsena were out of power there they always had somewhere between 12 and 15 member of parliament yeah, they had a core vote base no 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 and they had 12 to 15 mps in in the even in mm-hmm. 2004 9 the mm-hmm. lowest i think mp they had was like 11 or something like that they have not gone or maybe 10 10 mps i i i don't know the exact number but they have not gone below that number so even even though you don't have the power there you still have a bargaining chip mayawati on the other hand 2014 she was completely wiped out 2019 she has a few mps i think five or six or something i forget uh, what is the final number and um, even those those are not like one of them is that kuwar danish ali fellow who's in uh, jds karnataka and then he was given the <laughs> the seat to fight from in mayawati's party i i noticed his post wishing devagoda happy birthday and it was him and devagoda then him mayawati and devagoda and then him and i'm like ye kya ho raha hai ye kaun si party mein hai right so i mean people like him so it's not like these are core your satish chandra mishra type people who are with mayawati for the last 25 30 years you know who have stayed there and um, like a core of that so mayawati has complete, doesn't have the numbers at all so i yeah. how does this pan out so, kishor what do you think i think one thing that we need to keep in mind is mm-hmm. after uh, after yogi ji came to power Uh, nobody missed uh, uh, either sp rule or the bsp rule the only the only complaint anybody has had about uh, the yogi administration has been about law and order and that that her double edged sword some people like it some people don't like it and covid covid uh, the way covid was handled especially in the second wave so i think that way uh, unless and until somebody Uh, is really looking back to uh, BSP rule and telling you know what those were the golden days and we need to bring that back. There is no way uh, you have momentum on your side, and if that is not happening, then there is no way uh, uh, anything anything is going to click for you. I think that is a problem that Mayawati is having right now. The other problem is Mayawati has never been uh, somebody who has been cribbing about. a step motherly treatment for up from the center that is not the way she operates mm. now 2024 will not be will be uh, fought on that kind of a plank wherein it will be more like a crowdsourced uh, federalism wherein everybody will tell the central government has shown a step motherly treatment mm. it can be telangana it can be andhra it can be uh, even mp for example where people are kind of fed up of uh shivraj singh chauhan uh, getting orders from delhi and yeah. just blindly following some of the instructions so i think that way uh, that is some kind of, that that is a rule book that mayawati has never uh, followed so i think that yeah. is something uh, where she will fall behind when compared to other people like say uh, uh, mamata or uh, sharad pawar or even yeah. a kejriwal for example I think Sharad our Pawar, best scenario Sharad, is Sharad Pawar is having interesting meetings these days. So never say never with Sharad Pawar. <laughs> I mean, see her like let's say if she wins let's say twenty seats for example, her only scenario for relevance is that let's say BJP falls short by yeah. by few seats and then like you know like a Madhya Pradesh two thousand eighteen scenario where then Kamal Nath had to cobble up support from the SP BSP and the independents. So then she would play a king or sorry a queen maker in that case that. she could help sp congress and all the rest of them to form a government i'm not saying that's the situation on the ground today but that's our only scenario that if bjp is doesn't have a majority then sp the way of that maha gathbandhan sort of sp congress uh, bsp forming an uh, uh, alliance government otherwise other than that i mean 20 seats gets you nothing it doesn't even get you one also, also you need you need a future face right mayawati doesn't have a face after her um if, if and if you're not in power and if you don't have anyone after you people are going to leave you long term voters are not going to stand 
so that is the situation but you know when before we move to the last part because we're talking about politics how do you see the view of uh, the role of mamata banerjee right it's been a month after the results and mamata has already started taking on you know very antagonistic and i'm not even talking about the security issues that all the bjp cadre are facing and stuff wo to hai i'm talking about um a more antagonistic approach vis-a-vis the center for the next two and a half years are we to suspect that that is what mamta will do what you were saying you know cry out wolf every five minutes yep uh did you people notice the uh hashtag uh, bengali prime minister or future bengali something like that are i you, think no no this this show uh this family man has this uh lady called basu seema biswas plays like a lady right. called Kato, who is a bengali prime minister shown clearly but the thing is here is my thing she may have been uh an ode to mamata when she dresses up and conducts herself like sushma sushma swaraj as in like <laughs> the, the sadhis the way she is dressed up she's like sushma swaraj always involved in global you know sort of themes mm-hmm. because mamata banerjee when she was in the center she was doing dharnas and being railway minister and whatnot she was not she did not have one on one connections and talks with the sri lankan prime minister and so forth <laughs> so, right. so this is this is i think um, the liberal uh, movie reviewers all you know collectively gasping saying oh mamata that it is going to be our savior okay but the point i was trying to make was uh, uh, mamta herself telling uh, khela hobe in delhi and not in uh, calcutta ah, i think ah. uh, she she kind of set the uh, expectations for mm-hmm. her supporters for the middle of the ground uh, voters and mm-hmm. uh, she wants to be uh, taken seriously as a pan india leader but uh, she has a long way to go i don't think that can materialize as easily as she thinks uh, it can be done so yeah i mean she will continue to play her cards well and the Next. thing is the, the, some of the vitriol that some of her loyalists ex, you know say on uh, uh, on twitter timelines against people who speak a lot of hindis people gujaratis people who are from rajasthan i mean it is such vitriolic nonsense you know that they spread there was this guy that garga fellow or whoever who was his, uh, mm-hmm. who had to withdraw his comments after you know when he said something i mean it is just rubbish so if mamta really wants to be taken seriously i would like to go with her band of uh, uh, social media warriors led by derek o'brien and go to these other states which are not bengal and try to say some of the nonsense that they speak on their twitter timeline and see how many votes they get <laughs> I mean, even when uh, Sushant Singh Rajput was killed slash murdered, whatever you want to call it, uh, and uh, that uh, actress was named and uh, shamed even even without a trial, Mamta actually used that effectively mm, yeah. for her electoral uh, mm. uh, 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 points. Points. Point. And mm. what she did was she want uh, she tried. She was very successful in calling it a, a Hindi versus Bengali kind of a dispute, wherein yeah, everybody. the name i remember now yeah but Sorry? see riya chakrabarti yeah right so i think that's the kind of uh, dangerous ploy that uh, she is playing so i mean i mean the, she can do hindi gujarati versus bengali or whatever the hell to you know try and whip up some votes in you know some parts of uh, kolkata or something and i'm not saying that everyone who voted for her voted because of that i'm saying rhetoric happens in state elections in national elections it happens it's happened in gujarat also it's happened in uh, karnataka also it's happened in tamil nadu also you know the language spread and so forth but if you want to be a serious national politician you cannot just alienate the rest of india and, <laughs> and say whatever so that 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 perspective I, i don't think you know mamta is ready for that jump yet i mean she might want to think she is but that would mean alienating some of her own uh, uh, supporters on social media who spout all sorts of nonsense so especially No, no. Finish Espe- your point, and I'll go to Mohan. Yeah. Okay. Especially when uh, you are antagonizing the entire Hindi belt. Exactly. Exactly. So that is what I'm saying. You know, I I, I don't understand uh, what is going on. Um, Mohan, what is your take on this? Yeah. So I mean, I know she did win the election, so she is in power for like 15 years. So she has higher aspirations of becoming prime minister, but. as you rightly said the her reach in other states is like uh, doubtful like you know whether she can i mean the only course she could take is let's say congress says okay we don't want a prime ministerial candidate from our party and we'll throw our weight behind a more uh, unifying f- figure like mamta then only it can because like tmc has no presence in all other states so if they start fighting they will cut into the anti bjp vote 
and take out actually Congress candidates in most places. So unless the Congress throws a weight, it's a dead dead start. I mean, it's a dead start. Also, the other party to remember is that let's say if people are not happy with uh, the prime minister or BJP now. The thing is, there are, I mean, as you like, you know, you clap with two hands. So there has to be two things. Not only you have to be unhappy with the in incumbent government, but you have to be very happy with the alternate choice. So if the alternate choice like Mamta like can put up this uh, negative attack against Prime Minister, which is okay. I mean, every politician gets attacked. But what does she propose to do differently from Prime Minister Modi is also important, right? I mean, in 2019, we saw that Rahul Gandhi was constantly attacking Prime Minister with whatever like slogans and stuff. I'm not debating whether he was right or wrong. I mean, we all know the truth. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that what was his alternate vision for the country? I mean, there was no alternate vision. It was just like, okay, you can say like the prime minister or the incumbent government is bad. But unless you present an alternate vision, even though the you people might be unhappy with the incumbent, they're going to vote for the incumbent because they will say, okay, if you come, like how are you going to change my life on a day-to-day -day basis? So yes. the thing is she could... So there has to be a balance between like, attack and present a new vision now if she just continues to attack then she will end up in probably in the more like the kejriwal category like where in 2014 they lost deposits on like what 92 or 93 percent seats because they just had one thing okay we are going to attack modi but like there is no positive vision for the country so there are a lot of these issues and obviously the cross india support so unless Congress props up a TMC candidate as a PM leader. I mean, it's a it's a non-starter. It's a non-starter, and yeah, it, it would be of course ironic. Congress uh, propping up a leader that split from its own party as a leader to take on uh, BJP. So that's going to be very interesting. I, I don't think that's going to happen as well. The likelihood of someone from the heartland coming up is a you know as an alternative is more likely. But first of all, Congress will have to get its rid of its obsession with Rahul Gandhi. So, um, so yes, that's sort of our quick take on, you know, what is happening in the Indian political thing. But before we, you know, finish up and stuff, I have to go for our, what is our uh, tradition now, weekly recommendations. Who wants to go first, Mohal or Kishore? I'll go first. So, I mean, I know you just brought up like... Mohan had it ready. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to I mean, uh, you mentioned it and I incidentally, I was just watching it last night. I watched the first two episodes of the Family Man season two. So, it's, I mean, I've just been, I, people say it's a must watch. So, I'll recommend that the Family Man. And you did bring it up just on the show like 15 minutes ago, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no, yeah, Mother's Matpe is a fantastic no, no, no. Uh, So I've actually watched more. I've watched about six episodes or seven episodes of it. And it's quite mm -hmm. gripping. I mean, obviously, there is you you have when you watch thrillers, especially political thrillers, you have to keep your own beliefs and politics aside for a while, get immersed and analyze what they have done. And it's interesting that route that the writers have taken. They've decided to you know paint characters gray and stuff. And I uh, would recommend people to watch it and decide. Manoj Bajpayee interestingly gets his comic timing brilliantly in this, oh, yeah. this yeah. season. Uh, he's outstanding between comedy and tragedy, right? But even with the whole LTT, this is obvious. I mean, if you've seen the trailer, you know this has the whole LTT sort of angle and stuff. And some of the political uh, uh, nuances that the writers take, I personally do not agree with him. But it is very, uh, you know, courageous on their part to actually take a subject that they related to and then take it apart with a very, you know, sort of view. And also, we don't have India, India does not have thrillers with smart writing. There are very few, probably five or six good thrillers uh, amongst four or five platforms that have smart writing. Like the, those the, those uh, bums that make sacred games forget that they are actually writing a TV show and not just a cuss word marathon where they just come and do cuss and fill the plot goes on its own, right? Hey, like, that way, Madras Cafe was pretty good, right? I mean, it had the assassination of Rajiv Gandhi and the IPK. Yeah, yeah. Occupy, uh, and, and yeah, and I think they 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 may have got the causations of the assassinations wrong. That they thought that Rajiv was coming to power, that's why they assassinate. I personally think it was more in retribution for what, like that's what a lot of commentators say that retribution of what happened before, rather than what was about to happen. I think it's both. I think it's both combined. I mean, they were just worried no. that what would happen. No, a lot of people, a lot of people do believe, and the assassination absolutely was tragic. But however, people believe that. Congress, the amount of seats that Congress got after was probably as a sympathy wave due to the assassination. And yeah. Rajiv may have gotten a very significant majority. We don't know that, but may not have gotten the same number of seats that Narsimha Rao got. But I mean, regardless, it was a very 
tragic you know thing would happen yeah. but madras cafe was a very good thriller by shuji yeah. sarkar so there you go two recommendations and maybe we need to do a deep dive on ltt and you know how the politics is played on uh, now and and i think i suspect more and more thrillers now to come on this perspective because the ltt is no longer you know what it used to be of course there might be sympathetic elements here and there but after this war in 2008 2009 you know uh, there it's 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 changed quite a bit uh, the situation in sri lanka and uh, and we might not know what comes out because channel 4 did some documentaries and there are multiple versions going on about what had happened so we just hope that the truth comes out and there are many many more um, things that have made on this so kishore your your take on this uh yeah last uh, episode when i was hearing you both uh, i remember mohal asking anything other than radhe and this time uh, <laughs> and and this time uh, i thought Vishal, okay, are you going to make salman khan fans mad for two episodes in a row <laughs> no 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 uh, hear me out i knew that this time both of you would anyway talk about uh, family man so i was thinking anything other than family man so uh <laughs> so that was why i thought any of the israeli uh, based uh, shows that we have on the uh, on the red sea uh, resort or uh, fauda yeah. or even tehran that come up uh, any any of those or any of the books one of them that i am reading right now is the history uh, of war uh, by mm-hmm. michael b oren uh, he mm-hmm. was actually an, uh, an israeli ambassador to the united states and mm-hmm. he has written about the sixth day war so anything about israel uh, that would uh, uh, spike your interest yeah. would be mm-hmm. my recommendation I, I, I incidentally i mean after you recommended uh, some time ago i watched father season 1 so it was like interesting mm-hmm. uh, i mean uh, once you start watching fauda you will uh, find it very you hard to stop it season 1 i mean <laughs> no, 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 I, i mean i just uh, managed to watch one like few days ago so i have to watch two and three now so here is here is what happens when well, i will i will have about to i will have about to ask him what are you watching on mute no <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what happens when you watch father when for new seasons of father comes out both my tvs there is father going on because my dad is watching in one space <laughs> one space and i'm watching on the other space because it's just too hard to stop it i mean it's yeah. brilliantly gripping father is coming back for season 4 early next year and okay. you know, and this guy who is it uh, this leo raz is coming out with another show also i think right. hbo so uh, it will be very fascinating i don't know uh, what even the red series though i mean i would like highly recommend that kishore mentioned yeah oh. that was also a very good movie there is there is actually another show i do have mayor of east town with kate winslet on hbo outstanding thriller probably yeah, the, i heard very good things about it yeah probably the best thriller i've seen uh, uh, this this week uh, or i mean i would not this week this year it's on prime or netflix it's on hbo actually hbo okay okay yeah. in india it's on uh, disney hotstar oh interesting okay. so do watch it people you know uh, um, so anyways fascinating guys i'm so glad you guys both could join maybe we need to do mm-hmm. this more often we'll do this deep dive into ltt or another issues as well uh but thank you guys for joining in thank you everyone who has been tuning us to tuning into us on youtube and soundcloud subscribe on the youtube page and soundcloud yaar har hafte mujhse mat bulao you know like ho no subscribe laga do doesn't take too often doesn't take, it's not that easy you know or not that hard i meant to do this but uh, do it and we'll be back with more next week Till then, it's goodbye from all of us, and thank you for joining in.